The creative process industrial complex wants you to believe that if you stack enough little colored blocks on your schedule, if you find the perfect things to do at the perfect times in the morning, just like Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos, then you're going to entrepreneur this creativity shit straight to aim fortune and that billionaire lifestyle you've been dreaming of. But the truth is, all you're going to do is drive yourself probably to substance abuse and a whole lot of mental illness, which is kind of fitting because after all we're writers approach creativity like we're wrestling an angel right this is this is the narrative that goes through a writer's mind creativity is a divine force out in the world that we must harness and in order for us to harness that creativity that divine inspiration we must sit at our table quietly reach into the ether via our process, grab this divine primordial thing, wrestle it into submission, bend it to our will, and from that create a story or a poem or a whatever. And so we build processes to write that are ridiculously detailed. We have lucky rituals. We begin to look like OCD patients who've been given a healthy dose of methamphetamine. Everything becomes so picky. And our worlds become so fragile. Because when you're wrestling an angel, you don't have a lot of room for error. So we get our hand on that thing. We just grab it as hard as we can and we try to wrestle it into the dirt just as quickly and as fast as we can to obtain dominance so we can get that thing that we want out of it. So we can get that story. So we can get that poem. So we can get those amazing little lines that we absolutely need. And once we've wrestled it, once we've gotten it there, once we've made those pieces, once we've built that thing, once we've created the thing we're trying to create, you'd think we would be done. But we're not. We feel the need to continually wrestle this thing. We, we have to break it to our will so that we can continue to create, so that we can continue to feel relevant. This approach is one of the most time-honored myths of writing ever. That we somehow harness creativity, right? That we, that we take it, that, that we must just grasp it and let it go, that it is something outside of ourselves, and hence we are unworthy, and we must do what we can to be worthy, either to make ourselves stronger through a disciplined process, 
or to allow ourselves the magical thinking. And, and we forget that this creativity comes from within us. We forget that that's part of it, right? It's our imagination. It's us. So why am I talking about this right now? Why am I on this trip? That was a very lovely story, Matt, about angels and wrestling. And, okay, we get it. You're edgy and you're cool. What in the world are you talking about? So I'm talking about what I've been dealing with this past week. <sighs> Namely, that my schedule has been just trying to kill me. It, it has. My schedule has a well-conceived murder plot, and I have been lucky to escape the last three or four attempts on my life. Getting up in the morning looks a lot more like I've woken up in the middle of a game of Clue as one of the pieces, right? Like I'm Professor Plum. I'm just trying not to get stabbed in the library. That That's what it feels like. My schedule has gone kind of nuts. There's a lot on it. There's a lot to do. And when there's a lot to do, when we have a lot of things going on, whether that's, you know, like I'm starting some businesses and stuff, and that's, that's a lot. But for some of us, it's just having a day job. Or it's having kids. Or, you know, the in-laws are in town. Or we're trying to take a vacation. Or, the, you know, there's a long list of these things that it could be. Those things are complicated and they're hard. It's, 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 it's more stuff to do in a limited amount of time. And the more we feel that we have to accomplish more in that limited time, amount of time, the greater the pressure on us becomes. And when that pressure becomes great, we, as writers, compensate by diving into process. I've been doing this. I do this a lot. Every writer does this. The writers that tell you they don't do it are either writers who have their craft down for decades or they're lying to you, right? Like, I've been dealing with this a ton. There has been a ton of this going on for me. I've been trying to hone the way I've carved out blocks of time in my day, and I sit down to write, and I'm ready to wrestle the angel, and it never freaking happens. And you know why it doesn't happen? Because I do. Like, it never happens because the entire approach to creativity, that entire way of viewing this, is definitively, and without exception, wrong. Right? This is this very, like, wonderful, white, Anglo-Saxon, Protestant, American kind of Puritan labor belief that if we just sit down at the desk and we just put out the words and we pound through it, we will create the things. And I mean, you will in the sense that you will write things on a piece of paper. But your process, right, that thing, that, that means by which you get the idea from your head to the paper, your process is not creativity. Wait, what? Yeah, you heard me. Sitting down and playing the guitar or painting a painting or sculpting or writing or, you know, whatever creative endeavor you're engaged in. Sitting down and doing the actual thing, putting it there into some form of medium, whether it's sound or visual or a piece of writing. That process is not creativity. No, Matt, that is creativity. I have a creative process. That's my creativity. No, you're thinking about it wrong. 
Your process is not your creativity. Your process is a means of translation. It is the method by which you take the creative endeavors occurring in your head, the creative inspiration, the spark, the whatever the hell you want to call it, and translate it from random thing in skull to work of art or poem or blog post or painted mug for my mom on her birthday. Right? The process is just a means of, of translating what's in your head and moving it out. We get obsessed on the process. We do. And I mean, I'm, I'm again, I'm speaking because I know that I have an international audience here. I'm speaking to the West, right? In the West, in Europe and in America, we are fucking obsessed with the creative process. Because in the West, we are obsessed with the thing that is created. Right now, I, I play Taiko, so I'm familiar with a little bit of this deviation in 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 Japan and in the creative process of, of, of the Japanese mindset a little bit. I wouldn't call myself an expert, but there is a difference there. Right? This process that we are so obsessed over, we obsess over because in the West, we are obsessed with the novel. We are obsessed with the painting. We are obsessed with the sculpture. We are obsessed with the product made, the thing produced by the artist. And that obsession with the thing made leads us to believe that the creative, the, the, the divine inspiration, that magic feeling that we get, that thing that helps us come up with stories, we begin to think that that must be somewhere on the assembly line for the thing that we're making. So we retool our process. We rework our processes a ridiculous amount. I do. We come up with morning rituals. We do routines. We do this. We do that. We try to write, uh, yeah, what was it in, in Julie Cameron's book? We work on free pages because free pages. We, we search for the ultimate expression of, of creativity. And look, if the free pages thing works, if I, it's been a while since I read that book, but I think it's uh, she recommends writing three pages by hand in the morning with no real structure or goal to it, just a big brain dump, basically. And if that works for you, then by all means, go for it. But that is not the answer to everyone's thing, because it's not going to work for everybody. But but we look at it and we buy these books, right? Go to your local bookstore and the section of books on how to write and how to be creative and that self-improvement schlock is massive. And it's because we think the process is the secret. But let me let me flip that on you for a minute. I don't really think the process is the secret. I don't. I don't think that's where your creativity happens. In fact, I know it doesn't. I know creativity does not happen in your process. Do you want to know where it happens? Creativity happens in the spaces between things. Think about that. It happens in the dead moments, right? I can legitimately say to you, that at 43 years of age and writing for the better part of three decades, that I have never sat down to my table one time and had an idea spring to my head. It has never happened. Not when I sat down to work. 
right? I may have sat down at a table and just been free in my mind and empty, and then something may have occurred. But if I said, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write words today, nothing good has ever come of that in the realm of ideas. It always comes after it. But Matt, wait, what? Right. I sit down. Here's what happens to me. I sit down and I write my ass off and I work. And then two hours go by and I walk away and I think some words are good and some words were shit. And I beat myself up and I go for a walk. And somewhere on that walk, when I'm not pinned to paper, when I'm not thinking about it, when I'm not worried about my creative inspiration or wrestling the fucking angel, somewhere in that moment, surprise, I get an idea. That's why I carry notebooks on me all the time. My ideas never come to me sitting at a desk. They don't. What fucking pressure is that? Holy shit. Sit at a desk and write a novel. Son of a bitch, man. You talk about turning the process of, of joyful creation into high school English. Holy shit, man. Just, like, all you need to do is get my old high school gym coach in that room for me to really suddenly hate writing. That's it. Creativity happens in the spaces between. It doesn't happen in the moment when you're trying to force it out. You, you have to let the creative process happen. You have to take time and, and let it grow. Crazy, right? It is. I get it. It is crazy. It sounds insane because everyone tells you, I read Stephen Pressfield's The War of Art, and Pressfield says that he sits down and he bangs out everything, and that's how it comes to him, and that's how he does it. And maybe he's right, or maybe he's lying. Like, I'm going to be honest, man. Like, I've read a lot of these writing books. I've read a lot of them. I've listened to a lot of guys on writing. And uh, who was it I was listening to? It was great. It was, um, it, of all people, it was R.L. Stein. I was listening to R.L. Stein talk about, uh, about writing. And I love R.L. Stein's take on this because that guy has written like 300-some-odd books. He's a children's writer, children's horror writer. Um. He's written a, like 300-some-odd books. And his take on this, like, I am divinely struck by inspiration. I don't plot or outline anything. I just sit at my desk and bam, it comes to me. Like, his take on that is hilarious. You want to hear it? So, Stein's take is that this is writers trying to look better in interviews. That's what it is. He really believes that every writer outlines in some way, shape, form, or fashion and that the quote-unquote pantsers are bullshitting to make themselves look like they're better artists. That, you know, the guys were like, I just bang through it and do it this way and it just happens. My ideas are forced out of me. He's like, it's just, it just comes out of it. It's just crap, right? It's hilarious to hear him talk because this is a guy who's written a ton. Like, Stein's had a hell of a writing career. And so it's interesting to hear him be like, this is just, they're, they're just pulling your leg. They're just full of shit. It's hilarious. But it's also true, right? Like, you got to remember, the people selling you books on creative process aren't going to be like, in the morning I wake up, and uh, usually I get my best idea on the toilet. Like, it happens. I sit down, and uh, the toilet idea comes, and then I go write that. And guys, I'm telling you that because if I did an interview and I don't say that, you are free to take me to task for it. That's right. You heard it here first on Confessions of a Working Writer. Some of my best story ideas have happened during toilet time. 
just it, right? Because there's no, look, toilet time is unpretentious. There's no pressure at toilet time. Toilet time is relaxing. No one's going to bother me. I'm in my own little isolated cubicle. No one gets a minute of toilet time. It is purely mad. I, my business partners don't want to talk on toilet time. No one talks to me during toilet time. And so because of that free and clear environment for my creativity, I create some of my, I come up with some of my best ideas. I come up with, I'm going for the pun, pun coming. I come up with some of my best shit during toilet time. I, I do. I don't care. I know this is like, man, you talked about toilet time. I don't care, guys. The whole point of Confessions of Working Writer is for me to kind of pull the curtain back and not try to be super romantic about what we do. I did. I come up with some of my best ideas on toilet time. That's it. It's toilet time and it's time for a novel. Like, I, I literally have come up with some of my best story ideas ever. When I was uh, doing like slam poetry and stuff, I, I came up with some of my best poem ideas in the can, like a hundred percent. My reason for telling you that, aside from kind of a little bit of shock value and and the fact that it's funny and also oddly true, is to remind you that creativity happens in the spaces between. Okay, it's going to happen when you're on the walk around your neighborhood, right? When you take that morning walk and you're not really trying to be creative, that's when you're going to be creative. When you're, like, you know, meditating, that's when you're going to be creative. When you're, you know, just doing nothing in particular. Shit, I have, a, I have a buddy who's a poet who used to talk about how he got his best ideas when he was washing his car. You know why? Because when you're washing your car, you're not trying to be a poet. That's the thing. That's the secret. Creativity happens when you're not trying to be creative. But that's the way for a lot of things, really. A lot of the stuff we try to do, we're better at when we're not actually trying. Right? Like, I was in the military. Uh, and when you learn to shoot a firearm, pistol, a rifle, whatever it is, when you learn to shoot a firearm, you, you learn very quickly that the more nervous you are, the more you're trying to shoot straight, the less straight you're going to shoot. Right? The best people at shooting are people who can do it when they're relaxed. They don't think about it. It just becomes instinct. In fact, in the military, we train you so often and repeat things so often so they become instinct. So you don't have to think about it. So you don't have to try. Right? Because when we try to do things, we often derail ourselves. And that's where this whole press for your perfect process and your perfect morning ritual derails you. And that's where this past week it derailed me to the point where yesterday on a walk with my partner, Marianne, I literally started taking evening walks, which is really cool. I'm, I'm really happy about that new like development. I like my, my time with her in the evening to walk and just talk. Uh, but we were, I was talking about it and I was just feeling super shitty yesterday. And I was like, I think I'm going to quit writing. Now, I mean, if you've followed me for a while, you know I do this, like, at least once a year. But I, I was like, I think I'm going to quit. I think I'm done. I don't think I want to do this shit anymore. Like, this sucks. And I vented out a bunch of crap about this and that and the other. But, you know, bless her, she let me do it. Uh, and it helped. I felt better. I got all that crap out. And at some point, we had come back to the house, and we were sitting down, and we were talking. And at some point in that talk... I reached an epiphany that I am on this weird-ass entrepreneur kind of process right now. I have this weird morning routine for an entrepreneur. And entrepreneur morning routines, 
when you think about them, are focused on productivity. And they probably fucking shouldn't be. Because again, this is probably hurting your business. But I'm as susceptible as anybody. That's why I can talk about the self-improvement stuff. Because I'm, I'm not superhuman. I'm as susceptible as you. I learn by fucking up and failing. And, and so, you know, I've had this routine where I'm like, all right, I have to get up in the morning and then I take this nutritional supplement and then I get out there and I go on a walk. And while I'm on my walk, I listen to this podcast so I can get the latest information on this. And then I come in and I eat my exact breakfast and I drink my cup of coffee and then I check my emails and then I do this. And I am fucking exhausted trying to get shit done. And then after all of that, I'm sitting down to try to write and create. So it occurred to me, that some of the, the most free creative time I have lately is doing this podcast because I have neighbors that are loud, noisy assholes. And so I have to record earlier in the day. So what I end up doing on recording days is I wake up and I do a couple things, but largely I just get to the microphone and record. Ta-da! It's the thing I want to do and it's the thing I do first when my mind is clear. And the ideas usually come to me, like, usually the week before I'm writing down a bunch of shit. And something in there is going to be something. But every time I try to sit down, let's write an outline. Like, it never fucking works. Never. Never does. I always say, I'm going to write an outline for this episode. It never works. I always hate it. I always throw it away. And I always come up with something better in the space between. So this idea, this knowledge that it happens when we're not trying, has led me to a new morning routine. And I literally just did this this morning. And it feels good, and I think it's it's something I'm going to build on and work on. This morning, I woke up, I got out of bed, I came downstairs, and I've been waking up at all kinds of odd hours. I haven't had an alarm clock set for a little while, uh, and, and I'm just like, fuck it, I'm just, here's my alarm, and this is what my alarm's going to be forever now. Fuck you, here we go. Uh, I woke up, I came downstairs, um, I sat down, I, I got my this nutritional supplement I take in the morning, I got it, I, I took it, I... Uh, sat down, and I meditated for 10 minutes. I did 10 minutes of meditation. And then I got up, and I came into my, my studio, and I stretched. I laid out on the floor, and I did a nice little morning warm-up and stretch. I just, I was already kind of, I, I spent like, I would say, honestly, I spent a grand total of 20, 25 minutes just getting my mind and my body to work together in a fairly non-pressure way of just being like, all right, how are we feeling? How are we doing? Oh, let's move that leg around. Oh, let's rotate that ankle around. Oh, let's do this for a minute. Oh, yeah, moving those shoulders feels good. That's that's all I did. Then I put on an album. Uh, in this case, it was uh, Bleecker Street, Greenwich Village in the 60s, which is kind of a compilation of covers of famous 60s songs that came out of, out of Greenwich Village. Uh, it's pretty good. Now yeah, check it out. Um, but I, I would listen to that. And I made my oatmeal and got my coffee ready to go and just, just listened to music and ate and did the thing. I didn't worry about anything. Then I came back, set up everything to record, got my coffee, and here I am talking to you now. And right now, I feel the most space in my mind that I've felt in weeks. Because I'm not forcing anything. I'm working on a book. The book will happen. Am I'm working on a book and the book will happen. The words that I need to write to get the book to happen will happen. I have to trust myself in that. 
But I have to also remember that that process to make that happen, that putting those words on the page is just me translating. That's all it is. I'm just translating thoughts in my head. So I have to create the space so that the thoughts in my head can happen. Because creativity doesn't happen when you're trying to force it to. Creativity happens when you're not trying. It happens in the spaces between moments. We're too focused on wrestling the angel boys and girls. We are. We're too, we're too focused on wrestling the angel. We're, we're too focused on trying to, to force this divine inspiration bullshit idea that we get from, you know, like, you know, if you, if you had to ask me who my least favorite person on creativity in the world is, it's Elizabeth Gilbert. Like, Elizabeth Gilbert, if for some reason you're listening to my podcast, you can go take a long fucking walk off a short fucking pier. Like, I, I hate her advice. Because her advice, again, she'll, she would agree with me on this regards that, like, you can't force creativity. But she pretends that it's, like, magical thinking. And if you're truly open to the universe, then the creative ideas flow. And I'm not going to say that, because guess what? Uh... Yeah, you're going to have some problems. Some days you're just not going to get shit. I, I Seriously, someday you're not going to get shit. You're going to be like, what the hell happened? Holy shit. I, ha- I have no ideas. Nothing came to me. And she's going to tell you that something in you is out of balance and your spirit's not right to accept the quantity, the universe of ideas that are just waiting to pour into your head. As bullshit magical thinking, you don't need that crap either. You just need to relax and realize that you're creative and you have stories. You're a human being. You were born to do this thing. And, and they're there, and you just have to relax and let it happen. And that's the same for entrepreneurs. Like, you can build a business. You just have to relax and let your mind work. Don't get caught up in the rat race. It's not going to do you any good. You know, that's, that's life in general, right? The more we get caught up in the race that we're being sold, the harder this thing is. So I don't listen to, like, big magic because it's big magic that happens in your head. Fuck off. There's no magical thinking here, okay? You're a human being. That's the magic. That's the magic. You're a human being. And there's something magical about being a human being. Kind of like there's something magical about being a whale. There's something magical about being a lion. There's something magical about being a dolphin. There's kind of something magical about existing in general. Every part of your being, JR, JR, who I know is listening, there's something magical about being a chicken. And if you argue that point with me, I'm going to send you to JR and you're going to lose. <laughs> I guarantee you, he's, he's right now listening to me on his way to or from work going, yeah, chickens, magic, like he knows there's something magical about being a chicken. All right, so get over this idea that there's some like angel you have to reach to the heavens and wrestle or that you have to be perfectly attuned to get it. No, you just have to shut up, clear your head for a minute and rest. Just wait for a second. There's that little voice in your head, and it wants to tell you a story. And if you shut up, it can talk. That's all you got to do. Just shut up and let the little voice talk. Create the space for it to do it. Stop trying to force him to do shit. The little voice doesn't want to eat his carrots. The little voice wants to tell you a story. Stop trying to make the little voice eat the carrots. You're not its parent. You're the custodian of that incredible amount of stories that you can create in your head. And that's what that little voice represents. So that's what I'm doing. It's a new routine. I'm getting back to getting the space between. I'm ignoring the magical thinking bullshit. And I'm ignoring the Spartan work ethic bullshit. And I'm just relaxing and letting myself create in a way that I know works. More importantly, a way that I know works for me. Because that's the only thing guaranteed in this game. 
you got to figure out what works for you. And that's it for this week, kids. Until next time, I'm Matt, just a working writer, and this has been my incredibly relaxed and spaced-in-head confession. I'll talk to you all again next time. Thank you.